0: Yo, this is Calvin, half of the hosts for the Quarantine Podcast. Just wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. It's free, and we appreciate your support. Also, follow Justin and I on Instagram to take part in polls and surveys, and tell us who you'd like us to interview next. My Instagram is at csmith, underscore, that's S-E-E-S-M-I-T-H, underscore, Justin's is at jfills_ underscore, that's at J as in Johnson, P-H-I-L-L-Z underscore. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy our episodes. What up? Hope you're well. Thanks again for listening. On this episode, Justin and I were able to speak with Arizona-based freelance photographer Nick Wilson. I first met Nick at a race I did in 2019 called Valley of the Sun, It's a pretty important event that takes place annually in Phoenix, Arizona. It gives a lot of riders the opportunity to come out fresh off their off-season training and see where they're at performance-wise. Nick was there to take photos of a cyclist that was participating in the event that day. We crossed paths at about 6.30 in the morning or so, and he was already locked in as a lot of the races were that day. Since then, I've seen him at almost every bike event I've done, He's there early, in his own world, scoping the course, figuring out where he's going to shoot from and which angles he wants to capture that day. With his work ethic and methodical approach to his craft, it's easy to understand how he's been able to take his career from a pawn shop photographer to an increasingly popular sports and cycling photographer. So be sure to follow his journey on Instagram, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. You are now tuned in to the Quarantine Podcast with your host, C. Smith, and Jay Fields, seclusion, sports, and stuff. Let's get it! All right, welcome to episode six of the Quarantine Podcast. It's your host, uh, as, as usual, C. Smith, Calvin Smith. Uh, my Instagram is at C. Smith underscore S is in Sam E E S M I T H underscore, and I'm here with my co-host
1: Justin. What's going on, everybody? I'm Justin, A.K.A. J. Fields. You can reach me on Instagram, J. Fields, J P H I L L Z underscore. And I'm feeling good today, fellas. Yesterday was my birthday, so um, I forgot about that. Happy yes, birthday again! Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. So I'm in a good mood, man. Good mood to talk. Good mood to learn something new. And uh, we got a special guest with us today ain't that right Cal?
0: yeah po- positive vibes
2: positive vibes so we have nick wilson with us nick how you doing doing fantastic i just want to say uh happy birthday jay i uh, didn't know it was your birthday yesterday so happy birthday to you man
1: appreciate it appreciate it
2: did you take a shot for us justin
1: i did i didn't drink Since uh, we be there? I, I didn't take i didn't take any hard alcohol last night I, I drank a little bit of wine but i didn't didn't uh didn't okay. take any shots or anything like that it was relaxed relaxed for birthday yeah, I like the wine vibe. I'm more of a wine guy now as I get older. Well, I got really drunk on my 30th birthday last year, and I didn't like how I felt. I was, I was, <laughs> really? I, I was toasted, yeah. So this year, um, I took it a little easy. Was it a one-day celebration or a two-day uh, when last year or this year? What, yeah, last year, your 30th. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a one day. Um, but yeah, I, I got hammered, man, hammered. Uh, not to the okay. point where, where it felt good. So this year, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna relax this year, I'm gonna act like I've been here before.
0: <laughs> that happens sometimes, <laughs> man,
1: right? Right.
0: And so, Nick, Nick Wilson is a photographer who I know personally. Uh, Nick, too, uh, before we get started, go ahead and let the people know what your
2: uh, Instagram handle is and any other social handles you have uh you can find me on instagram at at underscore nick wilson photo and that's p-h-o-t-o i gotta make sure i get my underscores in there with all you guys to feel like i'm part of the cool
1: kids club <laughs> yeah underscores are last the, episode the too. Check marks. yeah i think the last, <laughs> yeah, last three last episode episodes was... maybe be like everyone has had an underscore in their in their name so it's i think thing. we're onto to something
2: Well, it's crazy because I used to have at Nick Wilson photo and then Instagram got mad at me for that because there's another Nick Wilson photo and he's in um, Uh England and they, I don't know, they, they like blocked me or whatever, flagged my account. So I had to add an underscore to it in front of it to get my account to not be flagged as random as that was. So yeah, it's at underscore Nick Wilson photo on Instagram, Nick Wilson photo on Facebook and Twitter, Nick Wilson, AZ and YouTube is Nick Wilson photo.
0: And you and the other Nick Wilson should do a collab, bro. That would be crazy, Nick Wilson. <laughs> Nick Wilson
2: collab. Yeah, that dude's like <laughs> GQ cover magazine stuff. I would love to do that.
1: Please, wow. Please hire me. Wow. me Let's go. <laughs> well, Nick Wilson, if you're if you're <laughs> listening,
0: yeah, <laughs> <If> you're <laughs> we'd listening, love to get you collab. We'd love with, to
1: get you
2: with with the American with the American counterpart.
1: Yeah, it's funny because people
2: tag me and and like you know, like cover photos and stuff of like People magazine, and I'm like. Hey man, I didn't shoot that but I would like the opportunity. Can you please call me and hit me in the DMs? Yeah, let's do it. I would do the same. What ty- <laughs> what
0: um, so I know you don't do those type of those type of photos that you're describing that he does. What are the different types of photography? Cuz I know there's a whole bunch probably, right?
2: Yeah, I mean there's tons of different types of photography. I mean like your biggest like genres, I guess you'd be like portraiture, landscapes, wildlife, still life or like product photography, e-commerce, automotive, sports, action, kind of stuff like that is your, your your big scale genres of photography. And then you break down into all the crazy sub-genres, you know what I mean? From the different types of portraiture and then to the lifestyle, headshot, corporate photography, and then still life, product photography, e-commerce, high-end, cosmetic photography. I mean, you can break it down into tens of thousands of sub genres that people really specialize and focus on versus just saying like i'm a i'm a photographer at the end of the day you know what i mean where i'll take pictures right take pictures of anything you know what i mean um street photography street photography is a huge genre of photography um that people love you know just walking around walking around your city and it's so like graffiti and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And just whatever. I mean, it's just like yeah. the, just people, humans, nature. Mm-hmm. You know, your the world around you, your your cityscapes, your landscapes. Um, but, but it's all part of, you know, what I mean. Just like urban life, and you know, just capturing people, capturing real people. You know what I mean? Like portrait. That's going to be posed. You know, have lights or or you know have people on set to try to make it look a certain way where, you know I mean? Street photography is like, you're just walking down the street and there's something happens in front of you and you happen to capture that moment, you know, or that person perfectly exiting a door or walking out of the subway or walking up a flight of stairs where the shadows are perfect. You know what I mean? And their shadows are Mm -hmm. lined up. It's just, there's so many different ways about to to shoot street photography. That's a whole, whole secondary topic. Um, But yeah, that, those are different types of photography. I mean, like really anything, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's making money taking pictures of toilet paper rolls these days. <laughs> I believe that. I believe
0: that 100 percent. And then to, what type of photography do you do?
1: Real quick, I wanted oh. to ask um, to, to your point of street photography, it's kind of in a way of like selling the lifestyle of like like you said, where you're from, um, the city or if it's a town kind of just selling um, what it feels like or what it means to, to live in that area. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Like,
2: um, there, you know, there's a couple of street photographers that I follow that are from the Bay area. And like, I, you know, I've been to the Bay area one time, maybe two times in my life. but like, I, you know, I, I feel like every through all his photos, it's like, I'm, I'm there with him walking around, you know, walking right. across the, the bridge and like walking through the cities and walking through the neighborhoods. Cause you get a feeling and a sense, You know, I mean, through through that person's eyes, that's the cool thing about street photography. Is you know, you're every photography, but especially street photography, is you're seeing uh, something that everybody sees a million times a day, but Mm -hmm. they see it that little bit differently, or portray it to you just that much differently that you
1: feel more connected with that area got it yeah yeah my buddy actually my roommate actually does street photography and I actually live out here in the Bay Area so there's times where he's like hey you want to go to San Francisco or go to Oakland and just kind of just walk around and snap some photos maybe I'll take some photos of you and kind of like you kind of just getting that that vibe on what it means to to be from the area you're from so that's that's awesome
0: I bet you that's especially dope now because of everything going on because you know they're Like For example, your roommate's going out taking pictures of the street now, and they're completely empty. This is kind of like 10, 20 years from now, people are going to be looking at those photos. This is just a part of history that they're capturing that looks completely different than what somebody's going to recognize in the future. You know what I mean? Like San Francisco looked like that. There was absolutely nobody on the street. That's nuts.
1: Right, right. And that's not the norm Uh, of San Francisco. There's people everywhere, always.
0: Everywhere, all the time. I mean, I went to San Francisco and September and it took me 30 minutes to go three miles. Like it's crazy packed. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: But Nick, uh, what type of photography do you do? And then for the people listening, can you explain to us kind of what that is? Cause I know I recognized a couple of them um, that I've seen you do from all that, that list you just gave us.
2: Yeah. So like my, my regular day job uh, would be an, an e-commerce product photographer. So I shoot a bunch of, Products for a local company for their website, um, Amazon, eBay stores, and marketplaces, as well as shooting all of their automotive style stuff. They're an automotive brand company, so I shoot all of their their cars that they build and all the parts and products for the cars. For all their social media marketing ads, you know, like their Google ads and Facebook ads and stuff like that. And then um, I do sports photography, action photography, um, cycling, skateboarding, BMX, and then uh, you know, kind of whatever I feel like. In my free time, if I ever have any of that free time, you know, I dabble in a little bit of the portraiture stuff, trying to get into the more lifestyle stuff. I love wildlife photography if I have the time and uh, and can break off for a few hours to go hiking and, and sit somewhere in the middle of nowhere to wait for that one lone coyote to walk by because
1: I love taking pictures of exactly too, so – um, And then then, then to that point, Nick, I know you mentioned sports um, photography, Uh, what kind of drew you into um, that part of photography and and wanting to capture sports and um, things of that nature? I mean, I, I love sports. I mean, I watch
2: sports. I mean, even right now, it's, it's funny because now that we have no sports, I'm literally watching like 2K videos on YouTube <laughs> and I'm watching like <laughs> dudes play uh, MLB, Road to the Show, just because I'm like, you know, I've got – there's nothing else out there to watch. So um, You're just like watching these guys play like NBA 2K right now and watching people play Madden because you're just like, got to watch something. Yep. Um, but like, you know, I've always liked sports. I've always been into sports uh, my whole life you know, growing up, I played, played uh, baseball, basketball, football, didn't really play soccer. And then I got into cycling probably eight to 10 years ago. And, um, after I, uh, after I quit racing, that's what kind of got me into cycling photography was, you know, you go to the races and uh, after you got done with the races, you'd always be like, Oh, you know, Whereas who's got the race shots or who's got the race photos? I got to post something on social media, my Instagram and exactly. got to get them like, kind of <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like you go out to races and then, you know, there's, there's one or two photographers that were doing it, you know, eight ten 10 years ago when I was racing. And then uh, after I quit racing, you know, I, I still I still like the sport and I still had tons of friends and stuff in it. And that was what kind of got me into cycling photography was just going out to the races to take pictures of my friends and stuff. And then from that, it it's grown into whatever it is today i don't even know what it is today as of right now on april 21st because there's nothing happening
1: but it'll come back so right (laughs) there you go that's dope that's awesome now do you do just digital um um photography i know there's some people and it may it may sound ancient uh do you do film photography or is it just straight dslr digital uh photography these days, I only shoot digital. I I've, yeah, I
2: keep telling I myself every every day, like all the time. I'm always looking for like a. Um, I shoot on Olympus, and I, and Olympus has this has a, some really good 35 millimeter film cameras. And I'm mm. always looking on online for some nice, good, used, higher quality um, film Olympus film cameras and lenses, just so that way I could pick something up. Just because I always say I want to do it, just to begin mm-hmm. to do it. Because when I started shooting many, many, many years ago, I started on on a film camera. Um, But yeah, these days, probably the last, I'm going to guess, 12
1: to 15 years, it's all been digital. Yeah, and I'm sure there's like effects now on photos. If you do take a digital where you can make it look like ancient, you can make it look however you want wanted to oh, yeah, yeah. at this point you know oh, yeah for sure yeah like i mean there's you know depending on what
2: editing software you use there's presets mm-hmm. that you buy and film packs you buy and it literally just takes your image and, and instantly applies it to whatever film you wish you know you want it to look like you're shooting where you're shooting on like Porta 400 or you know whatever Kodak mm-hmm. or or whatever film you would normally shoot it on they have presets and and like templates that lay over it to make it look st- similar ish to it. And there's, there's editors out there that edit lots of stuff. And you're like, Oh damn, that's so good. And then you're like, Oh, it's digital, but like it's edited a certain way to look like it was shot on film. So. Dope. Dope. That's crazy.
0: and I, I still remember like going to the store with my mom when I was younger and you had to like take the camera, drop it off, come back, pick up the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's nuts to think that it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, you take a picture, go home and you have it immediately. Yeah. Or even on site, you have it on your camera. It's right there. Yeah, now, exactly. and now
1: there's attachments now on your iPhone where you could uh, attach, uh, it's like a, a memory card reader. You can just attach, I mean, plug up your, your memory card from your um, camera, and then your photos are instant to your iPhone. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Like my, my camera is like, and
2: it just has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So just mm. take the picture, you can Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or right to your phone. The, the second, that's how like when I post like those race, like the race photos for like, uh, like the post-ups, like whoever wins, like within a minute or a minute and a half, I'll have a, like a winning, a winning line photo or finish line photo posted on my Instagram story within, awesome. a, with, within a minute from the time the race finishes, you know, from the camera to my phone, I've got some presets and stuff that I have that I built for my style and my look. Put it in the right. Lightroom Mobile, save it, goes right to right to Instagram within a couple minutes. So.
1: Talk, about work, talk about workflow in 2020. <laughs> that's awesome. how, it is. that's right. how
0: it is these days. Everything's so quick. It's so crazy. And I think that's why technology's made us that way, where we expect that with everything in our lives too, not just work. It's like, I want this now, I want this tomorrow, or this right now.
2: You yeah, know I mean? Right? So, I mean, it's like when you think about, like, the NFL, the NBA, the Major League Baseball, rugby, soccer, all these big, big sports that you watch, like, there's photographers that are on the ground that are shooting those pictures that you're seeing instantly. So they all shoot to, like, right. servers. So they're all connected wireless to a server. And there's media people that are sitting in a media box or a media room, you know, and, and they're, they've got radios, and they'll tell you, hey, you know, whoever, I need a photo of, you know whoever's playing right now you know i watched that michael jordan video last night so it's like you know well uh, hey somebody get a shot of jordan talking to pippin real quick and somebody will just snap it it wi-fi up to the cloud they pull it down and then they can instantly put that picture up on your tv in front of you with whatever text they want over it and it's that it's yeah. there it's all instant nowadays it's so it's so yeah. crazy i think about it all the time like you know what i mean like for for cycling race photos and stuff like that if You know, unfortunately, there's just not the money, or necessarily the drive, or the market, or the the audience behind it. I think just yet. USA Chris is doing a lot of good things, which we can talk about a little bit later. But like to have a media server and have photographers walking around to where you could get those live photos put up right away for teams and to have you know what I mean for their Instagram live Mm -hmm. posts or whatever. It, it it's it could be done. It should it can be done. You just got to have somebody that has the like the, the infrastructure, desire, the infrastructure. Yep, everything to get it going, yeah. to to make, you know, to do to do more fun, cool, neat, exciting things with cycling photography. Exactly is as concerned, but like that's what like, my my goals, like with cycling photography, is to almost have like a, uh, a an on site editor like that and and shoot stuff right, right. As I shoot it, go to there. Cause you know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but like, that's a goal of mine to basically you finish your race. And by the time you make it home from that race, your photos are waiting for you. Yep. I think
0: that's the natural ne- next step. Um, and yeah, then how did possible. you first get interested in, in photography? Like wh- how old were you when you
2: first started taking photos? When I first started taking pictures, I was, I want to say sixth or seventh grade. Um, And it's just kind of the the natural thing with all, you know, you're hanging out with your friends and you're doing, doing whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. in life at the time. I was was playing drums in a band and uh, I wanted to document, you know, our band practices and our, our, our lifestyle of it all and hanging out and, you know, just being a bunch of crazy punk rock kids when I was in sixth and seventh grade. And so I wanted to document it. My dad had an old Canon film camera and I asked if I could could borrow it and use it. And he said, go for it. I just kind of picked it up and started snapping pictures of, of me and my friends doing a bunch of dumb stuff and skateboarding and band practices and, you know, in the recording studios and playing shows and going to shows and whatever else. And that's kind of what got me into photography, but wasn't really like, understanding photography at that point. I mean, it's literally just creating snapshots. You know what I mean? Like what we do nowadays with an iPhone, essentially I had to do with a roll of film and pay money every time I wanted to get a bunch of pictures back that were too dark or too overexposed or not in focus. You know what I mean? So it's like, so just right, right, right. It. So like nowadays pull a phone out, take a picture. You're done. Or before it'd be like, Hey Nick, come take a picture. You know, Mike and Neil are over here doing this. And you wanted to have that memory, you know, and I still have a lot of those photos and you look through them and you're just like, man, like how crazy to think that, you know, you had to have this equipment and spend the money to even get the film and spend the money to get the film developed back in the day that nowadays people take for granted. Again, the, the technology,
1: it's so crazy when you think about it. And the money you had to use to get yep. in the car and go drive. To the film store or, or wherever you're getting your, your photos exactly. developed. It was the whole process. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Then how how did you approach the learning curve? After you decided, like, I want to do this, you got your dad's cannon. How did you start learning about, I guess, dif- different angles or just photography in general?
2: So as as far as that, I mean, even to this day, I'm still you know, your, your craft is always progressing and your things are changing. Your views are changing. It's so it's like an on, ongoing. I mean, even, even to this day, even this week, especially with this time, with not having you know any projects to shoot right now or no races, I look back at old races that I shot and crop photos a little bit differently change mm. colors a little bit differently, even to this day. I mean, stuff that I shot at the beginning of this year in January that I posted in January versus the shot that I posted in the last photo on my Instagram you know, I, I posted that photo probably four months ago, right off of right after the race. And if you look at those two photos, uh-huh. it's, they're, they're completely different photos, the same photo, but completely different just because, you know, your, your eyes are always changing and your moods. It's, and I shoot a lot with my mood and I edit with my mood. It's so crazy how whatever I'm feeling or, or whatever I'm listening to music, you know, whatever I'm vibing that day or that week, you know, really, really portrays in, in the, the art side of, of the you know, the photos that are posted nowadays, but I mean, it's been a gigantic learning curve from the time I picked up a film camera, even to this day. And I mean, I've been doing this, Mm
1: -hmm. uh, I mean, for a very long time. I guess you never stop learning. you, you said something pretty interesting about how you how your eyes change as far as like looking at old photos that you may have taken took took at a particular time and then you go back and look at it like, oh, I probably could have did this different or changed this or rearrange it a certain way. And, and I kind of feel the same way about music and making beats. Like sometimes I'll make a beat, and then I probably won't listen to it for like a week or two, and then I go back and listen to it. And there's like things that I like I could probably change, or things I didn't like, or it's like, why did I make that, or why did I make that sound sound like that? So, I to so your point, it's all about moods and your feelings, and kind of just going back and re looking at it and assessing it in a, in a different light and different lens. So that's kind of cool that in photography, you guys do the same things in, in, in with pictures. Oh yeah, for sure, and you know yeah, a lot of so- oh yeah,
2: and a lot of the stuff too. You know, I uh, I don't want to say. Uh, there's, there's a lot of photographers nowadays, you know, well, based off of certain platforms that, you know, they shoot specifically for, for a platform. Um, You know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like with Instagram, you know what I mean? Instagram has changed the way I've taken photography and taken, taken photos, you know, for better or for worse. Um, I think both, both aspects of them better and worse, you know what I mean? Because the way people view, view the images and how they view it and and things of that nature, it's like you have to, you know, when you look at a scene, I don't look at it the same way I do today as I did five years ago before I got on Instagram. And, right, right. and when I edit photos, if I know what's going on Instagram, I edit it a different way for Instagram versus the way I'm going to edit yeah, yeah. It it be delivered to a client or to the end user or whatever else. So it's, it's so crazy because you know what I mean? Like the, your learning curve is always drastically changing with everything that's happening and the trends and the colors and the vibes and moods and, Everything mm-hmm. is always, always progressing. So like you said, yeah, that's, it's, you're never, you're never, you're never going to stop learning and you're never going to stop progressing or learning new ways to do the same thing that you've done before, but to give it a different look or give it a different feel and you know what I mean? And that's the power of, that's the power of art at that point in time is, you know what I mean? You can make, you can take the same image and make it feel three different ways all just by, by tones,
1: color. Colors. Be sure. So, so to, to the point of Instagram, um, do you do you have any or do you follow any photographers that have influenced you that you look up to or try to um, idolize your your, your your photography skills around? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I follow I, I think I follow 3000 people on Instagram
2: because I take inspiration from tons <laughs> of people. I mean, like literally, oh, like like, yeah, like yeah. I, I follow, talk I follow about uh, three three thousand people, and, and I follow three thousand people. Like, I don't just follow people, and then like no, like I scroll through Instagram, I look for stuff, tons of photographer. I mean, like one of my best friends, Davy Wilson, has been like a great source of inspiration for me for like the cycling aspect of things, um, and you know, and, and all my friends really, any any of my friends, and a lot of these people I have never even met in real life, but you know, we talk all the time on on the social media platforms where we talk on text or, you know, phones or phone calls and stuff like that. But like, I draw inspiration from, from everybody. I mean, even from like you guys, you know what I mean? Like starting this podcast and just, just going for it and doing things like that, that inspires me even, you know, that's an inspiration to me to be like, well, you know what? Yeah. If they're going to go out and do it, like, okay. If I wanted to start a YouTube channel, I'm going to, I can do that. You know, my homies are doing this. They're yeah, going yeah. out and doing it. I I draw inspiration from, I draw inspiration from everybody. I draw inspiration from my daughter. I draw inspiration from my wife, all of my friends. I mean, as far as like photography is concerned, I scroll through Instagram and I see, see what people are posting and I kind of get a feel and a vibe for, you know, the moods and stuff that are people that are the current trends, if you will, and what the colors are. And, you know, if it's, if it's super bright or if it's super dark or, you know, if people want muted, muted colors or they want bright, vibrant colors. And then, you know, I'll, I'll kind of use that as far as my editing style. But I mean, yeah, I draw inspiration from, from every, everybody, literally everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah. How long did it take you to get
0: your, your first client when you after you learned a little bit and you're like, okay, I want to, I want to start doing this for a living. How long did it take you to get your first client? And then what was that project? Do you remember? Uh,
2: well I got my, it's so my first job, I was 15 years old and I was working for a pawn shop and that was when I first, uh-huh. I mean, you could say started making money with a camera was because they wanted to start an eBay, an eBay store and sell their items on eBay at this pawn shop. My sister was working there and she got me the job um during my uh, i was a freshman in high school pretty sure i was a freshman in high school she got me a summer job going into i think my sophomore year this a long time ago I'm, I'm aging myself here but that was like 25 years ago um and yeah. uh, they they handed me a camera and they were like hey your sister says you take pictures or you know you know how to take pictures here's this digital camera and we want to put these things on the internet for sale and i was like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eBay really was groundbreaking like that, though. It's like, and, like, that's, and that's how it was. I mean, this was like, you know, 19, yeah. 1990, 1997, 1998. You know what I mean? And I had no idea. I've nev- never seen yep. a camera, never used a digital camera. And th- this was the Sony Mavica. It had a 3.5, like, hard floppy disk that you slid into the side of it and you could take five pictures. Wow. That's, and that was like groundbreaking technology at the time. Per disc? Yeah. Yeah. Like per disc, you take five to eight pictures per disc, depending on if you wanted high quality, medium or low quality. And like, so that was, that was my entry world into, we're going to pay you money to take pictures. And I didn't know anything about anything at all with how to set up a picture or anything. So that's how I started essentially quote unquote making money with photography. Um, and then I just did that. I did that for years and just got, you know, got more, more in tune with it and understanding how the camera works, got better cameras, got better lighting, got better backgrounds, Tried to make the pictures look better for eBay. You know what I mean? Then set, set up different stations and stuff like that. And I did that for, probably probably like 10 years 10 or 12 years they did the ebay
0: stuff oh that's a good amount of time that's a good mm-hmm. amount of time yeah yeah so you're yeah. an e-commerce
2: veteran man yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of what that's what's what got me into photography as far as like a, a profession I was uh, was doing that and then i've worked for this automotive company that right now uh coming on 16 years so and then so I've worked for them doing all their same thing, doing their e-commerce, doing their website photos, social media photos. Um, and then like as far as freelance is concerned, um, that didn't come around until the cycling stuff really because I never really tried to branch out or or do anything because I didn't ever think I could do anything else with a camera really. You know what I mean as far as a job or, uh-huh. or a profession until I started going to races and taking pictures of the races just for my, with my friends. And then, um, I do remember right. the first, the, I remember the first client that approached me to, uh, to shoot a cycling event. Um, it was, uh, Moxie multi Sport. They're a local brand here in Scottsdale. Moxie. Yeah, yeah Moxie, Blake. And, uh, they wanted me to take pictures of their training camp. They have a thing called a cactus camp. It's a three-day, um, triathlete, um, training camp they do every single year. And it was one of the, one of the first years they were doing it. And, uh, yeah, he hired me had me come out for all three days, take pictures of all the events and stuff. And it was a, it was a fantastic learning experience. Um, I was super grateful for the opportunity and it's crazy cause I look that was, that was probably five years ago now, as far as like my first freelance gig. Um, I look back now and I'm yep. like, man, like, I, I could have did so if I knew what I know today, I could have did so much better. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's back to
1: the, right. the, the learning every day. That's part of the learning. Yep. Yep. And, and, and to so that point, Nick, like, what, what the, was the, pro- oh, go, go ahead, Cal. No, you got it.
0: I was just curious, uh, on the freelance side, like what are some of the, the challenges and pet peeves? Cause I know it's different when you're working for a store or something like that, you're an employee, but on the freelance side, I have a friend who's a photographer too. I know the, work for free or work for exposure quote unquote is a huge thing that he always tells me about. What are some of like
2: the challenges and pet peeves that you got to go through on that side of things? Yeah. I mean, with the freelance side of stuff, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but you know, a few years back when I was really pushing, I started pushing the freelance of like, Hey, you know, I'm available to work for you with you. I want to do more. You know, I want to expand, expand my portfolio and things of that nature. You know, um, you, you, you open the door to, to let people kind of approach you, you know, I mean, you put fielders out there to, to expand your portfolio with different different styles of shoots to see what kind of fits you or, or you're, you're good at. And, um, you know, yeah, you get, you, right. get definitely, you definitely get the, Hey, come shoot this for free or, you know, Hey, we're, we're a brand and we want you to do this and we're going to give you product and whatever else. Um, and, and you know, that's, <laughs> You get it. And, and, you know, a lot of times you just simply say, Hey, you know, I appreciate it. No, thanks. Or, you know, and there are some brands that, that hit you up and, and, and reach out to you. And, and, you they are brands that you do want to work with. Um, and you, and you do take, you know, you, you do take a little bit of this or take a little bit of that as far as the freelance is concerned. Freelance is so crazy. It's like, it's, it's a, it's an invisible war. You know what I mean? Cause you don't know, you don't know where you stand in the world with other freelancers you know, you can see their work that they're posting or, you know, like if you know a job's coming up and you you reach out to a brand or you reach out to a company about shooting for them or with them and you see the stuff that they had previously or who they've worked with prior to. And you know that like you've looked up to those guys or like you've idolized them or their work. And you're like, where do I stand in this marketing department person's eye? You know, it, it's this, this crazy invisible structure and, and it's, freelancing is stressful but i love it i like i like i like the freelance hustle of it nowadays i guess you could say like i really enjoy right it. i enjoy the whole aspect of it scratch that entrepreneurial itch man <laughs> cuz
0: you know you get best of, both, best of both worlds basically you work for the e- e- e-commerce by day and then you can hustle and be an entrepreneur on the weekend or you know different races and things that you want to do
2: yeah, I've had a, I've had a few other businesses that I've started and 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 you know sold off or 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 passed on you know as time has, has gone and progressed. So I definitely like to keep myself busy. The you know my my day job gives me the ability to, to kind of come and go as as needed and as I please. You know what I mean? That they're not like a the the world won't end if I don't show up tomorrow kind of a thing. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah. I'm, a few years ago, the, the owner was cool enough to be like, you know, we, I see her, I see her kind of taking this in this direction and it's fine. You know what I mean? When I started taking, taking days off all the time to go to races or taking days off to do shoots and stuff, you know, at first he was kind of annoyed with it, but I think now he kind of understands like, you know, everybody has a passion and everybody has a drive and, and, you know, he wants to see everybody succeed. So it's, it's nice that he, you know, allows me the ability to, to kind of come and go as I please and do do as I please outside of my regular job here. So.
0: And, and then yeah, uh, that's wealth right there
1: for, for somebody out there, Nick, that's, um, that's a photographer and is looking to um, make money in, in this type of business. What kind of uh, suggestions would you um, give to them in, in doing so?
2: I guess it really depends on the in the market that they're they put themselves in as far as like we talked about earlier with all the different subgenres um certain subgenres I mean there's plenty of ways to make money um you know if you're like in a, a still life photographer or or a product photographer it's very easy to make money doing doing product photography um especially in the freelance side of things every business that sells stuff online needs nice high quality imagery of their products so finding them to, 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 shoot their products for, you know what I mean? And, and put yourself, you know, in contact with them is probably your, your easiest way to, to make money with it. Um, portraiture stuff, you know, if you're, if you're taking pictures of people, headshots and, you know, the, the fashion and model stuff like that is another great way of going into it and, and getting money based off of, you know, the, if you're into that genre, the, the sports photography stuff, um, I'm still to this day trying to figure out how to make a living doing that. It's, it's hard. Sports photography is hard to make a living at and, and make a good, good amount of money to where you don't have to have three jobs like I do to, to pay your bills. Right. Right. What's right. the, what's the
0: challenging? What's the most challenging part you think would, it, it is
2: about sports photography? Um, everybody does it, um, and everybody does it for free, um, to get their name in the door. Um, you know, I, I get it. We all, we all start somewhere. I think the biggest challenge with sports photography, uh, a lot of it is going to be finding teams in, in any sport, um, you know, whether it be collegiate or professional, um, or, or amateurs, uh, is finding teams that have the money for the marketing side of things that want to market themselves, and and create the content and have the content to be able to create, to market themselves, to build, you know, better sponsor relationships um, or, or drive traffic to their events. Um, You know, whether it be rugby, baseball, soccer, you know, pop Warner um, you know, like any youth sports or or cycling or anything, just finding the, finding the people that want to find it, people to invest the money back into themselves and into their team to help market, and and produce content for their team that is of the same similar quality across the board for their team. Um, versus, uh, we'll use cycling as an example. You can go to any any major cycling event, and there is as many photographers as there are bike racers on the course at any given time. And almost, you know, a lot of those photographers are are happy to produce the work, do the work, and put the work out there on the internet for teams and brands and everything to use because that's um you know that's the that's the market that we're in these days right right
0: and then you do a lot of pan shots i feel like speaking to the sports shooting i know you do a lot of pan shots what are pan shots for the listeners and then what do you think makes a good pan shot
2: uh so a pan shot's going to be like uh, especially for like action sports um, you know, most action sports, typically people will freeze the action. So they're using a really fast shutter to, to lock the action or lock that, that split, you know, one, one, one thousandth or faster second of time. They freeze that motion or like with a pan shot, I really like using them because you use a really long shutter. So you follow the action for a, you know, longer period of time. So you get a sense of the motion, you get a sense of the speed. Um, so it like, you know, people call it, oh, you get the really blurry background of the photo. But your uh, your subject, you know, your rider, for instance, in a cycling pan shot, your rider will be nice and sharp and clear because your focus is set on the rider. And then you follow him across, like, you know, a bunch of cheering fans. And the fans are so blurry you can't even see them because you're following them, how fast they're going. They just streak right out yeah, of the frame. Yeah, I love those shots. Yeah. So the pan shots, those shots are dope. Yeah, those are like my favorite things. Uh, what makes a good pan shot? Uh, the sense of the speed, sense of the environment, and the longer you can hold the shutter, the better. There's a there's a there's a guy I follow Michael Savinchi. I probably butchered his last name. Um, he is like the pan shot <laughs> god. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy who created the hashtag Pan Shot Friday. And uh, it's the dude. Yeah, like you get. I'll you have get, to well, check his page. Uh, I haven't heard of him, dude. So it's crazy. So you got to think, like when you shoot a pan shot, you especially like a finish line pan shot we'll say like at a world cup okay or, or like he shoots a lot of mountain bikes so so we'll say the world championship race of the mountain bike world championships you get what you get one shot at at nailing this photograph one chance and he shoots yeah. a super long exposure one one-fifteenth of a second shutter speed P- perfect nailed pan shot of like kate courtney winning it and you're just like what, wow. <laughs> Dude, what? It did first try? Yeah. Yeah. If you miss that <laughs> shot, throw your camera away and go home because that's, right. that's it. That's the shot that everyone's going to want to see is Kate Courtney coming across the line, hands in the air. You know what I mean? And most people would shoot it super fast to make sure they lock the lock, the freeze, the motion. It's going to be tack sharp. Everybody can use it. And he shoots it this super long exposure, super high up, different angle. And you're just like, oh, my God, if you if you're one, if you're just a one little millimeter of a shake in the camera and it's off, the the photo's garbage, but it's not. It's perfectly yep. nailed. And the dude just kills it. And you're just like, how, how do you do this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: there's no
2: redoing those. There's no redo. No, that's it. You get one shot. No, take take it or leave yep. it. That's so yeah. Especially with finish lines. I mean, if you're shooting pan shot finish line shots, you better you better hope that uh, you better hope that you're on it that day.
0: Yeah, bro. And then I was looking at some of your older stuff. I didn't even know that you went to Red
2: Hook Crit. That's when when was that? Uh, Red Hook, uh, Red Hook Brooklyn was 2018. That was uh yeah that was super. Oh wait, super let's rad.
0: first first. First, let's explain what Red Hook is, and then yeah, tell me how you got
2: involved with it. Red Hook Crit, if I could explain it the easiest way, is it's the coolest, biggest bike party that you could go to that has people from all over the world, and they race bikes, fixed gear track bikes, no brakes on awesome courses with just the, the, the best vibe you could possibly have in a bike race red, red hook is that that by far has to be one of my one of my top events that i've ever been to and shot um it's it's crazy it's it's a bike party with mega ultra badass athletes across the board that yep. are racing their bikes um from from pros to uh, elites to you know the the your you know your 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 buddies from your local town races all competing together on the same course at the same time against each other it's 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 an open race so it's not like how it is with like a, a USAC race or a regular categories yeah no cat there's no categories it's open so you know what I mean yeah you're lining up against yep. Justin Williams and Stephen Schaefer and you know uh, Gus Morton and all these world tour pro team riders and elite d1 local crit stars and everything else and then you've got calvin you know from yeah, Phoenix, get, him drop yeah. <laughs> him <up>. get him dropped first lap get him pop first lap <laughs> but the, that's the cool thing about red hook is you get the ability to do that and, and, and you know what i mean and, and some of those guys come out and and they're not people that you would anticipate or think you know what i mean that are going to do very well and they come out and they smash it and they do so good and everybody's welcoming it's crazy and they love it and they're like heck yeah you know what i mean it'd be like playing a pickup game with Jordan, you know what I mean? He's just like, What's up, man? Yes, just like we're playing, yep. and you know, you're just Bill from Bumsville, Idaho, and you're just like, Pretty 50 like, on Jordan, yeah, that's hey, join the practice yeah. squad, <laughs> and like, oh, okay, right? And, and that's how I mean, like Red Hook, yeah. it's so crazy because Red Hook, that's kind of how it is, it's it's nuts, and then it's just a big party, you know, there's, there's just so much happening. And then there's food trucks, and there's music, and there's announcers, and it's just nonstop from from start to finish. It's just it's I don't know how to explain it other than like it's the the, the coolest bike party next to like Crybaby Hill that you could possibly go to. Oh, at Tulsa, so. yeah. Tulsa, so, yeah. Would you say
0: was that your favorite project,
2: Red Hook, yeah. Yeah. in your career? Yeah, so far I'd say yeah, Red, Red, Hook. Red Hook easily. Red Hook is probably by far just just the coolest the coolest experience coolest vibe everybody's it's because everybody's there all in one you know what i mean everybody comes from all over the world to one place for two days and it's just 24 hours of madness and it's it's amazing and i, I love it red hook yeah
1: and then, and then talk to us That's a little bit about your this. process on, on set there. Uh, did, do you ever pre-visualize what you're going to shoot? And, um, or do you kind of know what kind of shots you're going to do? Or do you kind of just let it happen organically and kind of just go with the flow? So
2: for, for an event like Red Hook, um, I always get to, for any cycling race for that matter, I'll always get to the event. Um, you know, let's let's say I'm working for, so like Red Hook, I went out there with a the team. I went out there with, with Team Kingdom, um, Andre, Andre's the team owner there without out there with a bunch of other Arizona local, local racers, Johnny Corcoran. Um, Johnny's on that team, right? Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny was on that team. I think he's with state this year, but yeah, Johnny was on that team. Jake, Christina. Um, my mind is pulling a blank right now for the other people, but yeah. So we went out there with them. I went out there with them. So it's like, I know I'm going to be shooting the women's race and I know I'm going to be shooting the men's race and all the different qualifiers. But like when you show up to a crit race, for instance, I always walk the course at least three to five times prior to whatever race I'm Uh covering or team I'm covering and whatever the race is. So that way you kind of get an idea of what the course looks like, how the light is hitting the course at certain areas, you know, what kind of angles can you make it look, you know, compelling or, or, or or give a give a, a neat looking shot, you know, versus just a uh, standing on the side of a course in a four-corner office park crit. You know what I mean? Because some courses are a lot more <laughs> visually stunning. You know what I mean? And some courses yeah. are fortunately not. Um, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with crits. You make the office park sound so exciting, man. <laughs> you know, hey, you, know, not, you, can, you can do a lot of cool things with office park crits. You know what I mean? You're going to find the light and, and find find ways to kind of hide the office park vibe of it. But, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. So, you know, depending on where we're shooting, I'll, I'll walk the course. Um, I, I watch for where the light is watching for obviously the conditions of the light, the sun, where the sun's at or the clouds, no clouds, you know, how can you really push the dynamic range of your camera for, for the areas you are shooting at and, and, and things of that nature. So, and then like if I'm shooting for, you know, a, a client or a brand or a team outside of that, and we're going to be shooting somewhere like with me and Calvin for, for some stuff we did earlier last year and the beginning of this year, if, uh, if i can't walk the course or walk the area beforehand you know i mean like i'll get on my like, google earth or i'll get on instagram and uh just like type in the area that we're going to be at and you just you know you can drive the drive the area look at different you know uh, like landscape areas look at the road try to get an idea and gauge you know what the landscape's going to look like or or scroll through like recent photos on instagram to see what the you know like what the roads are looking like or what the trees are, or I didn't even think of that. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that we can kind of get an idea before you before just show up there and be like, fingers crossed. But like, yeah, when it comes to like live races stuff, I mean, yeah, you know, we at the races, you just have to let it kind of f- unfold and, and play out and, and hope that uh, hope that everything is in your favor the best it can and, and, and use what, use your knowledge that you have to, to try to create, you know, a, a compelling captivating image for you know the team that you're shooting for or if you're just shooting to to provide the images for all the racers you know what i mean try to provide a, a nice captivating image for everybody to be able to post on instagram
1: that's awesome that's right. cool, man um currently do you have any projects you're working on right now i know being that we're in a pandemic you know um there's not a lot that we can do as far as going out and shooting but are there things you're working on right now Or and um do you have any projects in the near future that you you wish to get started on yeah. So I've got, I
2: mean, granted with, uh, with the whole pandemic thing, everything kind of got put on hold. Um, so once, once everything goes back to normal, um, there's three or four big projects we have in the, I have in the works right now that I'm I'm hoping get finalized and get put back on the schedule to go for, um, any, any of the races and stuff that get get put back on the schedule will definitely be out there for that. Um, as of like this, this week and today, I'm just shooting product stuff for Amazon. So e-commerce, standard white background amazon stuff you know that people take take for granted but like you got to remember when you're scrolling that amazon and you're buying that stuff on your amazon it's mm-hmm. gotta catch your attention talk Somebody, about it somebody's sitting there taking yeah. that picture for you so that way you can see it so yeah i'm just doing doing my amazon stuff right now for uh, for the local company that i work for getting all their stuff on amazon um, but yeah then i've got three or four projects I, uh, I don't like talking about them out loud, knock on wood, because I hate saying things and then it not happening. But yeah, there's three or four projects <laughs> in there with a couple of brands that hope, we'll keep at, them hope, secret. hope after all this stuff lifts and, and things go back to – I don't want to say go back to normal. But when, when people get back to to, to working and, and wanting to get back to, to creating the content and, and things of that nature, hopefully they go through and it'd be really – really cool to, uh, to, to continue working on the projects that was, we were working on prior to, and then all the new stuff coming up. So.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we hope for the best for you, man, Hopefully, with regards to that. Hopefully it goes yeah. through. Hopefully sooner than later too.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. to thinking, you know, I mean, like we, like we talked earlier in the, you know, earlier in, in this conversation was, you know, five years ago, I never thought about freelancing at all. And then now my freelance, you know, as far as income's concerned, you know, my, my freelance stuff is, is my, is my bread and butter at this point in time. I, yeah. and then watching, watching everything just melt away at the end of the, you know, from, right. from March, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Cause like I got back from shooting tour, tour Murrieta <laughs> And that was like right when all this stuff started happening, and they were talking about locking LA down and shutting LA down. And we were out in, uh, in Murrieta, California, and we were driving back that, yeah. that Monday after the race, and we're listening to the radio, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to shut down. We're shutting down everything. All the sports are going to be canceled, and we're shutting down Disneyland." And we're like, "What?" Like I was, we were just, I was just there, and then when like, Disneyland gets shut down, is serious. Yeah, exactly. So then you're just like, "Okay," <laughs> wow. yeah, and then like, and that was it. And then it was just like halt. Which is good, you know. What I mean, I'm not, I'm not being like, oh man, you guys need to open up this country, and I need to go take pictures of bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's, I get, yeah, I mean, right, I'm, not, right. I'm not happy staying locked up until everybody gets happy and healthy. I want the whole country and the whole world to be healthy, so that way we can all go back to to doing the things that we love and enjoy, um, just as much as anybody else. Um, but, you know, I just I take it take it with a grain of salt and, and realize, you know, it's like, man, this was a, this was eye opening that I, I'm lucky that I have For sure. two other jobs that I do, you know, outside of freelancing to where, you know, I have some friends that are solely freelance and they watched, you know, 10s and 20s and 30s and 40s of thousands of dollars Psh, just man. disappear, disappear in the blink of an eye. So
0: that's nuts, man yeah um all right so two more questions man the most important questions that we ask every guest the first one is what's your favorite quarantine snack been
2: favorite quarantine snack i got two i gotta go with two because i gotta switch them up every day so got to. Okay. Yeah, I have two. <laughs> number one is harkins movie theater popcorn you can get it at like fries how are you buying that okay okay that yeah they they have a like so so harkins has like little pre pre-bagged harkins movie theater popcorn it's mind-blowing yep. delicious and it's like the most addictive thing it. dude yeah get the red bag one because it's the you know it's 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 friendly for you and i um and uh, All right. my daughter loves it and every day she's like dad can we watch a movie and eat popcorn every day of her life i'm like yeah, no, we're yeah. not gonna eat popcorn today <laughs> and then uh, my second I'm favorite snack, <laughs> second favorite snack would have to be uh ben and jerry's milk and cookies it's a new flavor they have made with uh, sunflower oil so it's dairy free oh wow dude it's, oh, good. it's good nice dude oh my god it's chocolate chip cookies it's and cookies mixed together with like vanilla ice cream with a chocolate swirl it's 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 rich it's, it's not it's not it's not good for it's, it's terrible for you it's 1100 calories of deliciousness like, really good. Yeah. and i eat like two pints a week of it
0: it's like
2: a it's like a sweet salty and toasty kind of flavor then it's everything it's everything in one it's like okay. uh, just take take chips ahoy and oreos and vanilla ice cream and like tershey syrup and put it in a blender and blend it all together and eat that and that's what it is it's it's not, it's not fair. That sounds amazing. It's, it's not fair. Ben and Jerry's, dude, not, not cool, man. You guys are putting on the pounds for me for sure right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then what's the, so you mentioned movies, the popcorn, what's been your guys'
2: favorite quarantine movie? Uh, whatever Skylar wants to watch. Really my daughter, Skylar, she's five, kind of whatever she wants to watch. I'm not really into the movie thing. Most of it, if I got free time, I'm playing call of duty. So is Frozen what, still popular?
1: What, 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 what system are you on? Uh, Xbox. On oh, Xbox. okay. I, I got. I got to get your game gamer tag. I'm on it too. Let's do it. What yeah.
2: up. Call of Duty. Let's go. <laughs> so I,
0: I told him too.
2: I told him too. I told him we got to get on there. It's um, crazy because I, I was so, thinking about Call of Duty the, the other day. It's like the uh, using Call of Duty, like how quick it helps, like your reaction time and your hand-eye coordination. Like I bet this helps with yeah. Uh, like doing sports photos and having the ability just to be like that second that action happens, just boom, got it, got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I was playing last night for like 30 minutes. I think I got on like a 10, 30, 11 or something. Yeah, oh, you finally, you finally got it? Yeah, I got it. They keep making you like download certain stuff every time yeah. I'm going and it just takes forever. So yeah. I got discouraged for a while to just play. Yeah, but you got to play last up. night.
2: And I was getting mad. Gotta love Call of Duty if you don't turn it on every single day of the week. It's like if you wait a week turn it on, it's like 40 gig update. Have fun waiting right. hours. Right. Yeah. All right, well, there goes my 45 minutes I had to play
1: tonight. Thanks a lot, Call of Duty. Right, because I found it right. off from 2K it's to really- Call of Duty and Madden. And then I, I just got back on a Call of Duty maybe about a week and a half ago and like literally was updating for like three, four hours. I didn't even like play. It's so nuts. Like, Let me go back yeah, to 2K again. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: bro i was playing last night they have like a christmas theme where you kill somebody and they turn into presents i'm like this is not necessary this is what the update's for yeah you <laughs> <laughs> got like santa claus running around the map <laughs> yeah, some of them yeah man call of Duty's nuts oh i love call of Duty. yeah well nick thank you for your time man we appreciate you coming on go ahead and let the people know uh where to find you on your social platforms again
2: uh, the best place to find me is Instagram. That's where I hang out pretty much all the time. It's going to be at underscore Nick Wilson photo.
0: And check out his pan shots. They're dope. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, We thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to the channel. It's free. And tune in for the new episode that we'll have next week.